Chatterbots. Welcome back to another episode of Chat About That. I'm Bella. I'm Malik. And in this episode, we're going to be chatting about RuPaul's Drag Race and what exactly is drag. Before we chat about that, I just want to say happy Pride Month. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. We have had so much fun this Pride already. We've been to a couple of festivals and events and been pretty busy. So that's why this episode is coming at the end of June. But we've had a lot of fun with Pride Month so far. Um, And one of the things that we did, we're going to be talking about later in the podcast because it has to do with drag specifically. Um, But we'll get into that a little bit later. But um, for this episode, we're going to be talking about RuPaul's Drag Race mainly, but also giving a little bit of backstory on what drag is and who RuPaul is, um, just for those of you who aren't aware. So what exactly is drag for people who don't know what it is? In a very, very, very tiny nutshell, very generalizing here, (laughs) drag generally refers to men or people, you know, assigned male at birth dressing up as the opposite gender so men dressing up as women you know very super general here yeah um again that's you know one size doesn't fit all you know different people do drag differently for a multitude of reasons and there's different styles of drag there's different makeup styles outfits performance you know different reasons why different people do drag and drag isn't necessarily a gender thing some people do it as a specific character or like a fantasy design or again the performance aspects and things like that so again one shoe doesn't fit all the feet you know literally and figuratively there's a lot of shoes and a lot of heels (laughs) yeah and there's also drag kings which is traditionally women or female um presenting people dressing up as men um but like malik mentioned um you don't have to be a man or born male or even identify as either gender um to both or all or yeah you don't have to be (laughs) one specific gender or sex to be a drag queen or a drag king but traditionally yes it is males dressing up as females and on RuPaul's Drag Race which we'll get into in a bit it is mostly men um or trans men there are some trans women there's some non-binary folks on there but it's mostly male presenting people um dressing up as women so that's what RuPaul's Drag Race is before we get into Drag Race which has quickly quickly become one of our favorite shows um we're gonna just talk about who RuPaul is so RuPaul Charles is the host of RuPaul's Drag Race obviously and he became a drag queen in the early 90s and was really quickly like became really popular um he worked with a lot of like really famous drag queens like Lady Bunny who is brought up um often on RuPaul's Drag Race um and he quickly became known as like the supermodel of the world that's kind of like the nickname that he has um so he has been a notable drag queen in the drag community for a very long time um and he was born in Atlanta but he started doing drag in um I believe it was in New York City he was a New York queen and he's just become really really popular through drag he also does music uh which we'll get into in a little bit um uh, but he, he, and he has RuPaul's Drag Race, which has been going on since, oh my god, like early 2000s, right? It came out in like yeah. early 2000s-ish. It's been going on for a very long time. I think they're on season 15 right now. 
Where they just finished season 15, I think. Yeah, yeah. In, in addition to a ton of offshoot seasons and shows. Yeah, which we'll talk about. Um, but yeah, so the most recent season that just ended was season 15. And so RuPaul's Drag Race is basically a reality competition for drag queens to become the next drag superstar. Um, and like Malik said, there are spinoff shows. Yeah, some of the spinoff shows include you know, uh, Drag Race All-Stars, which brings back you know, mostly the finalists from previous seasons to like, compete. Queens that did really well or fan favorite kind of queens or not favorites. <laughs> yeah. And um, then there's, you know, uh, Drag Race Canada, UK, I think several other countries. Drag versus the World was one of them too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's lots of different spinoffs of the show, which are all the same premise. So basically take, I think maybe 12 or so queens, like number varies, but let's just say 12 just you know, as our number, um, queens, and there are different competitions that they go through. So some of the challenges include like, um, acting challenges, there's like improv challenges, there's challenges where they have to do a commercial challenges where they have to star in like a fake, um, sitcom episode, or they have to do a variety show or like performances. There's all different kinds of things that they're asked to do. And based on their performances, they are, um, you know, either winners or they're eliminated. And it's basically just that it's a reality competition to find a drag queen. So it's kind of like American Idol, but drag queens and they're not just singing, they're doing lots of variety of things. And the things that they're asked to do are things that drag queens like should be able to do oh there's sewing challenges which i think we should talk oh, about don't get me started your on favorite sewing. your favorite thing some of the challenges are specifically where you know rupaul says hey the challenge is here's a bunch of materials now make a look that's going to blow my socks off and i mean it could range from i mean pool floaties and noodles to trash to just a, a shower curtain you know any kind of random stuff you could think of and you know some of the queens they're like yeah i'm good with the hot glue gun and some of them can actually sew but it's like as, as many seasons as there has been there's usually at least one design challenge that includes you have to construct something and it's easier to sew it at least it's mm. going to hold together better and the amount of queens who still cannot sew and it's actually kind of a running joke some yeah. of the queens are like you know it, it's been so long and you don't even know your way around a sewing machine or it's like you've never seen an episode it's like Yeah, it's like these people are coming on to a competition where they have expectations of certain things. It's established. And (laughs) it's different than like a dancing challenge where dancing is, you know, not every queen does really dramatic, crazy, so you think you could dance style dancing in their shows. So some queens are better than others, but dancing is kind of a skill depending on the choreography. You can kind of learn it. Like, sometimes quickly sometimes you can just at least get the moves down but sewing is like that's something that in general like the queens should know how to do when they're coming onto the show whenever they're selected at least yeah maybe watch a youtube video or sit down yeah. with someone like this is how you thread a needle on the yeah. machine or i was saying know, like sew some you know, basic tips and tricks it's like you know you're gonna be in the show yeah you know or- this is gonna come up <laughs> or i was saying or thinking like at least know how to use a glue gun because yeah, one of the queens, experience. one of our favorite queens, which we'll, we'll get into like a list of all our favorite queens, but one of our favorite queens, Benda La Creme, um, she won her sewing challenge on that season with just hot glue. Like she freaking hot glued the whole dress together and she ended up winning. So it's like, yeah, just know how to construct an outfit. Like, 
it's kind of ridiculous. Um, but that's basically what, like, RuPaul's Drag Race is. Um, but there have been some amazing queens on the show. Um, and some of our favorite queens didn't even win their seasons or All-Stars. Because a lot of, like, the fan favorites or, like, the really good, strong queens will come back on All-Stars. Um, so some of them have had, like, pretty good, like, redemptions and stuff on All-Stars. But um, I think the most notable queen that ever came out of Drag Race is Trixie Mattel. And, like, we both knew who she was before we started watching Drag Race, which we started it, like, last last summer, I think around this time last year. And I'd always wanted to watch RuPaul's Drag Race because I've always loved drag queens. I've just always found them to be so fascinating and just the art of it to be really cool. And I always said, like, if I was a man, like, I would be a drag queen because I just love... I mean, I can be a drag queen now. It doesn't matter. Um, But... I think, like, if I was born a male, like, I probably would have ended up becoming a drag queen just because I think it's so cool. And, like, I've just always been so fascinated by drag queens, but I've never watched the show, which is, like, weird because I absolutely love drag queens. So my sister started watching it last year, and she was like, you have to watch this. So we started watching it, and it's, like, one of our favorite shows now. But, yeah, Trixie Mattel, we both knew who she was before. I think most people know who she is. And um, she didn't make it pr- very far, and then she came back. Some of the, sometimes, not always, but sometimes in the seasons, they'll have the eliminated queens come back, and, like, one of them will, like, make it back into the competition. So she made it back into the competition and was on the show for another like two episodes and then was eliminated so she really didn't do very well on her initial season and if you know like Trixie Mattel she has a very specific style of like the way she does her makeup like she makes her eyes look like they're huge and she does like lots of like like really harsh lines on her face like her contour is very harsh um and it's like done on purpose um to kind of look like a barbie doll because trixie mattel mattel is like the company that made barbies so her whole aesthetic is sort of like pink and 60s sort of style um but if you'll notice when she's on the original season her makeup isn't as like polished as it is when she comes back for all stars and then she wins all stars three um so she's like one of the most popular queens um she also has a youtube channel so she was really popular in general like before Drag Race and even before All-Stars, like, she was pretty popular online just through, like, YouTube. Um, she also has her own makeup line, which I actually have a bunch of her makeup. I'm wearing some of it right now. Um, and she has a motel called the Trixie Motel, which just opened, I think, like, last year or the year before. And they did, like, a whole HBO special about it. And so she – and she does music. She actually, like, sings and plays guitar. Like, her music is Very actually good. good. Yeah. Um a lot of the queens, um, no offense RuPaul, um, but a lot of the queens make music and it's very just like kind of crappy pop music, if you will. Like some of the RuPaul music is actually like good. Some like of it I slaps. Yeah, like unironically, we actually like some of RuPaul's yeah. music. Um, but for the most part, it's not very good. And they like make fun of it on the show too. Um, but a lot of queens go into music. Um mm-hmm. And most of it is terrible. Most of it's just generic dance club, auto-tuned. Pop Kind music. of blends together, kind of all sounds the same. Yeah. yeah, and so most of the Queen's music is really shitty. Um, <laughs> but Trixie's music is actually really good. She does have a couple of those pop, like, overproduced yeah. songs. But for the most part, her music is very, like, indie folk country kind of style. Yeah. Um, and she's actually, like, a really good singer. Um, so... She's very well-rounded, which I think is why she's really popular. 
Um, and then her personality is just really fun. Like a, a lot of the queens who've won, they're, they have really good personalities, whether they're very big or they're just like kind people. Mm -hmm. um, so Trixie Mattel is probably like the most famous person. And then why don't you go into who your favorite drag queen is? Because um, Trixie is like one of my favorites. But I'll let you talk about your favorite who you're wearing on your shirt right repping, now. Repping the queen of all queens, Jinx Monsoon. She's going to set the table with all the girls. And they have multiple times. Jinx just absolutely slayed in what was it season five and then it was season seven yeah, was season of five. all stars mm -hmm. which was you know all stars queen of all queens it was all previous winners yeah so it was you know top of the like creme de la creme you know top of the notch yeah yeah all these and uh, she won these, that yeah she basically yeah so season seven was taking past winners and coming back and the the way that they like structured that season was a little bit different we're not going to go into like the way that they structured all the yes. seasons and stuff because it's a little too much nitty-gritty but it was structured a little bit differently but she won and she did like there were some queens that were like really close that i think like could have beat her but yeah. like for the most part like her track record on all stars seven was like impeccable in the top yeah I don't, I, maybe she did bad on like one challenge or so, but like. I mean, I mean bad by yeah. already prior winner yeah. standards. But I like mean. she was phenomenal um, and she literally won twice. So she is like the queen of all queens. And so why do you like her so much? Cause you, ever since we watched that season and like when we started watching RuPaul, like my sister was telling us like, oh, these queens are good. These queens are terrible or whatever. And Jinx Monsoon was one of the queens that she was like, I love Jinx. So like we already went into it. And we also, we when we watch all the seasons, we, like, already know who wins because it's, like, already it, it's, out there. It's been out for It's years. been out, and it's, like, it's like yeah. oh, it's a spoiler. It's, like, we already know a bunch of queens who win. So, like, we go into every yeah. every season, like, knowing who wins and stuff, and maybe not the order of elimination. Like, sometimes I look it up if I'm, like, oh, I really hate this queen. Like, when are they getting <laughs> off? Um, but we knew going in that she won. Um, but, like, why, why do you like her so much? Like, why is she your favorite queen? I mean, top-notch performer, quirky and funny as hell, and just... Like, incredibly creative. Like, all of looks, like, several of Jinx's looks just live rent-free in my head. Probably my, fa <laughs> probably my favorite look was actually on the season five that they initially won. And it was the, um, like, Dia de los Muertos, kind of towards the end. Mm -hmm. Just the makeup and the artistry. Well, like, yeah. like costumey isn't the right word, but, like, creating a whole other character, but still being familiar and yeah. being recognizable as Jinx. Like, there's such a fine line. And he just, like, tight-roped it so perfectly, and it was so cool. And again, I mean, the, the acting challenge is, you know, hilarious and just obviously, like, in their element, you know, every time. And just quirky, didn't care how absurd they came across, which just added to it. You know, it's like just you know, the confidence, you know, the quirkiness, embracing it all, just top-notch artistry. Well, it looks like Malik has a costume change, just like a drag queen. Um, and who's on your shirt now? Very close second favorite queen. It's Bianca Del Rio, who yes. probably, I mean, I mean, next to Jinx probably has the best track record yeah. of any queen. Bianca actually was never even in the bottom or yeah. even close to the bottom in her season, which actually has yet to happen again. Yeah, she literally was either safe or in the top mm -hmm. the entire competition. Um, and even though we went into the season, like, obviously we watched this, like, years after it came out, um, even just watching it, I was like, there's no way she's not gonna win. Like, it was, like, 
Oh, and we was a sidebar. Okay, this is the stupidest thing ever. And I and I knew this before um, watching the show because I'd heard it like on YouTube or something. When they do the finale, so the finales of RuPaul's Drag Race, and I think this style of finale started with like season four. But when they do the finale, they film it in front of a live audience. It's not live, but it's filmed in front of a live audience. Um, and they do a whole production, like they have all the queens from the seasons come back and they do like a little fashion show thing and then they do a performance and they have all, like normally it's three or four queens that make it to the top and they'll like interview them and talk about like their journey and whatever. When they go to announce the queen, they literally film every single person who is in the top winning. So if they have four queens that are potentially winners, they will film each queen individually winning. And then after everybody goes home and they're editing the show, RuPaul is like, yeah, Bianca won. Or yeah, Jinx won. Because they don't want anybody leaking the information, which I get. Like, I totally get, we don't want people leaking this shit, but you're literally, like, making these poor people wait months to know if they won the freaking show. It's so weird. I just, I, even it when I, weird. even when I heard that before I watched this show, I was like, that is just so weird. Um, so every time we watch the finale, we're like, oh, JK, like, that person actually won. Like, and then there's footage of this. Like, I... I don't know if it came from like behind the scenes footage or if people like took videos at the show. Like I don't know exactly yeah, where. Because how is the audience like? They got to sit through all that too. It's like, yeah. And so there's footage of like other queens who were in the top, who won, winning won. quote quote winning, and it's just really interesting. Or like their crowning of the them as the queen. Um, where they do actually get a real crown and scepter. Um, yeah. Courtesy of Fierce Drag Jewels, because they have lots of random sponsors. Um, a lot of random sponsors. They had the Interior Illusions Lounge, where when we were in Las Vegas, we literally saw a piece of furniture that was by Interior yeah, Illusions. Yeah, a little statue, and I was like, oh my god. And we were like, wow, it's real. Um, <laughs> uh, and in Vegas, too, there's actually a RuPaul's Drag Race show mm -hmm. in Vegas that just started, I think, a couple of years ago. Yeah, it was like 2001 show. or something. Or, oh my god, 2021, not 2001. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think it was like 2021 that the show, or 22, um, the show um started in vegas it's a permanent show so they rotate different queens in and out we didn't go to it when we were in vegas we had lots of other things we were doing um but when we go next time we'll we'll probably hit it up um but yeah those two are like our, our three are like our favorite queens um but we want to talk about a couple of the other queens but we're gonna um talk about them in a relation to our favorite challenge that is on the show which is everybody's favorite challenge and it's called the Snatch Game. And it is a basically a parody of Match Game. So if you have ever watched like old, old like um, game shows back in the day, there was a show called Match Game. And most of the time, celebrities were like on this show as contestants. And so basically Match Game and Snatch Game is done in the same style. Match Game is basically you have two people who are asked different questions and it'll be like, and all of these are sort of like on Drag Race. They're all kind of like sexual related questions oh, yeah. because it's Drag Race. But it'll be asked like... It's um, not PG. <laughs> no. 
it'll be like when Abraham Lincoln goes to a play, um, who does he bring with him or some stupid stuff or you fill in the answers. And then the contestants, so there's like two contestants, will say he brings popcorn. And then all the celebrities will have to also be answering the question and whoever says the same thing, that contestant gets a point. So if like back in the day when there were like old Hollywood stars, if it was like Judy Garland and she said popcorn, then the, that person would have gotten the point. So basically for Snatch Game, they have um, two different contestants who are normally like celebrities or they'll be like the judges um, on the show. Cause they do have people who come in and judge. So like Lady Gaga was a judge one time, like Lizzo, like all, they'll have all those kinds of people. So normally the judges of Snatch Game are the people who end up being the judges on the show that episode um or they'll just be like past queens or guests or whatever and then each queen who's a contestant on Bruce Paul's Drag Race so the competing queens will have to dress up like a celebrity and impersonate them and it is literally one of the greatest and most cringiest things that I have ever seen like I don't think like I have seen TV shows and movies that are cringy as hell. Like you love The Office, but I think The Office is like the most cringy show ever. <laughs> but I have never cringed harder watching Snatch Game. In the one, I do not remember what it was. Is it season four? No, it was not season four. There was season one. Season four was unhinged. Season four was like the worst <sighs> Snatch Game. There, but there was one Snatch Game. And again, I don't remember because I have blocked it from my memory. That was so painful that I literally had to mute the TV because I couldn't do it. I literally was like, Malik, I can't. And I had to mute it and I had to walk out of the room because it was so cringy. But when it's good, it's so good. It, it's when, when shit gets real. Yeah. It, it really brings out like some of the really strong queens yeah. and like, like oh my those God. who probably won't be finalists. Like it, it's tough. Cause I mean, it's like, it's, yeah. And most of the time, the queens that win Snatch Game end up getting pretty far in the competition. But there have been some seasons where, like, like Evie Oddly, for example. Yeah, okay, so Evie Oddly is one of our other favorite queens. Um, I cannot remember what disability she has, but she has some sort of... Um, is it like skin or muscle disorder or something? Yeah, like a mus skeletal muscular. Yeah, um, so she has some sort of disability so she's said she's not gonna be able to continue doing drag for like very much longer so we're hoping we'll get to like see her yeah. perform before she's not able to do a lot of stuff but she's able to do a lot of contortion kind of things and she won her season um but she almost got eliminated on her snatch game because she was so bad her snatch game on her season she did come back for like the all-star all-star one where mm -hmm. uh, jinx won but her snatch she was whoopi goldberg and she was so bad and so her and this other queen, Brooklyn Heights, who also made it, was it Brooklyn? Yeah, it was Brooklyn. Yep. Made Also made it to the final. They were both in the bottom. And so, oh, we forgot to mention that when the two bottom queens um, are up for elimination, they have to lip sync battle for their life, as they're called. To um, stay in. To stay so in the competition. And you're thinking lip sync battle. No, these lip sync battles get crazy. Like these queens are like flipping around, doing death drops. They're like, doing crazy shit with their hands and like it's nuts and so you're either a really good lip sync queen or you're terrible like there's like pretty much no in between and so when evie and brooklyn were in the bottom because both of their snatch games were awful they had to both lip sync and the lip sync battle was so good i've literally rewatched this on youtube it's like amazing. multiple it's, times it's 
like the one day I was like, I just want to rewatch that. Like I'm feeling like, yeah, I'm just like, it's living in my head. Like, I just want to watch it again. It was so good that RuPaul was gagged to the point where she was just like, y'all can both stay. Cause that was amazing. Yeah, they did. Like it was so good. And that's happened a couple of times it's where rare. she lets them both stay. It's happened maybe like, like three or four times. Maybe. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, the, yeah, the lipstick battles at the end are crazy. Um, but that was one example of like a queen who won the show that did terrible on her snap team. But then you get people like Katya, who's also one of my favorite queens, who was on the same season as Trixie Mattel, and they're like best friends. They do like shows together and stuff. Katya did Bjork. I can't remember if that was on her first season or her uh, All Stars, but she did Bjork and she was so funny. She was like eating the cards, like she was like literally unhinged. <laughs> And then one of my absolute favorite snatch games that was ever done was um, uh, Aquaria doing Melania Trump. And so Aquaria won season whatever season. And um, (laughs) she was like, I don't know what to do for snatch game because I can't really articulate myself very well. Like she's more of like a look and dancing kind of queen. She's not really like, haha, <laughs> dancing. Like improv. But yeah, she wasn't at the time as good at improv and comedy. So if she's gotten better and as to the competition, um, she got better. But at the time in the competition, she wasn't really good at that kind of stuff. She was really more good at like design and dancing and stuff. And so she's like, I don't really know how to articulate myself very well. So I need to pick somebody who can't really speak well. So she picked Melania Trump. And her impersonation of her was so good. It was so funny. Yeah. And they don't just impersonate the people. They dress up like them. Yep. So <laughs> it's just, like yeah, they have to fully commit to it. And it's just so funny. And then Ben De La Creme was um, freaking Maggie oh, Smith. Yeah. And it was like the funniest <laughs> shit ever. And she won. Mm-hmm. And then Jinx was... Um, Little Edie. Little Edie from... If you've ever seen the documentary Grey Gardens, or the movie, it was a movie. No, it was a documentary first. I think it was a documentary and then they made it into a movie. Unhinged as hell. Just look up Grey Gardens. It's just like the most unhinged shit of all time. And it was like a real thing that happened. Um, but she was one of those people. And like, it, if you've seen the documentary or seen the movie, it was like literally spot on. And she won. And then Bianca. Bianca did Judge Judy. Yes, Bianca was Judge Judy, and did she win? I think she won. I think so. She was so funny, too. So, like, there's just some queens who do, like, unhinged shit, but then there are some queens who are so bad. They they just crash and burn. It's like like a car accident. It's like, like you can't look away. It's like, what are you doing? Like, every time somebody does Beyonce, they're terrible. And this is what we're getting at when we yeah. say, like, you need to be not afraid of being absurd. Because in Snatch Game, you have to be ridiculous. Have to make RuPaul laugh. You have to make That's him laugh. If you don't make him laugh, like, you're, you're not toast. doing a good job. So a lot of these people, like, pick character or characters. They pick, like, celebrities or characters. Some of them have been, you know, fictional people. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to not be afraid of being ridiculous and being funny. Um, so some of the, like, oh my god, the, yeah, the, anyone who did Beyonce has always been bad. Fifi O'Hara did, um, Lady Gaga, and that oh, one was no. terrible. Yeah. And again, the, what these queens that we're saying did a bad job, we're not necessarily saying these queens are bad, it's just their portrayal in Snatch Game was terrible, and 
in this it's particular a known show. thing yeah. yeah so she was fifi was really bad like evie is one of my favorite queens ever and her original snatch game was terrible i think when she came back on drag or um all stars like she wasn't as bad like it was pretty decent yeah it was um, um they did the boogeyman yeah, she did like the boogeyman. An original yeah. take on a well-known thing. And it was really clever. It was really like, clever and funny. Yeah. And then um, one of the other greatest ones was also on All Stars um, was Trinity the Tuck. So oh Trinity the Tuck um, was on regular Drag Race and then she won All Stars in a co-win with Monet Exchange. Um, but Trinity, Trinity the Tuck is like... So she's one of our favorites as well. Um, Fantastic. But she on on All Stars when she came back on um, the second All Stars, um, she did Satan. And so when she was in the work, so the workroom is like their work room, but it's W E R K work room. Um, so when she was like backstage, like preparing, and RuPaul was like, "Who are you gonna do?" She was like, "Oh, I'm gonna do Satan." And he's like cool and we're thinking like oh my god she could go any direction with this because you could do super scary you could do really overly sexual but she decided to make satan an overly flamboyant gay man which was hilarious cartoony and over the top like hey guys little gloves yeah like talking like that like so funny but like those are the kinds of things where you can really play with it or when people Mm -hmm. do like the one person i think two people have done harriet tubman and the first person who did harriet tubman was terrible or was it Harry Tubman or was it, um, it wasn't Harry Tubman. It was, um, maybe it was Harry Tubman. I can't remember. I can't remember. But, um, the second person who did Harriet or her, the other person that, oh no, it was, um, oh my God, this is going to bother me if I can't figure out who it was. It was Maya Angelou. But was here one was Harry Tubman and one was Maya yeah. Angelou. Okay. The one, one queen did Maya Angelou. And the first time she did it was terrible. And then the second queen who did Maya Angelou was really funny. And then another queen did Harriet Tubman. And it was so funny because the, the queen, I think it was, was it Monet Exchange? I can't remember. I can't remember exactly which queen it was. But yeah. whatever queen did Harriet Tubman um, made it like really funny. Like Harriet was like kind of like an asshole and was like <laughs> kind of like, like hood in a way. Like I'm not trying to be offensive, but like they made it like, they made her be kind of out of character for, like, how she probably was. But that's why it was funny. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the Snatch Game can really go one of either ways. And you're either watching it and you're like, this is so funny. Or you're like, I literally just want to crawl in a hole and die right now. Um, but it's just, it's so, so funny. So here in a couple of weeks, we're actually going to go see my favorite queen. We're going to see Jinx Monsoon Yay! doing the, is it Everything at Stake yeah. tour? Yeah. And I haven't looked up anything about it, so I haven't I have either. No freaking idea what to expect. I've seen some stuff of her shows online, and I think it's probably a mix of like a comedy routine mixed with probably performances. But yeah, we're really excited about that. And then we also got tickets to a drag Christmas show, which I literally just saw as an Instagram ad. And I was like, what is this? And it's a bunch of queens that we love. Um, It's a mix of queens who have been winners or like high up like in the competition. Um, 
and there's going to be a lot of them. It's hosted by Miss Cracker, who we love, and Trinity the Tuck is going to be there. You, you were reading the list, and you were, like, reading names. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, Trinity, oh my God. Trinity the Tuck is oh going to be God. there. Alyssa um, Edwards. Alyssa Edwards, who is literally one of the greatest dancers ever. God. Like, her dancing is amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot of queens going to that that we're, like, really, really excited about. And so that's in November. Uh, so that'll be, like, our early Christmas yeah. um, present. And then we also, at the beginning of Pride Month, went to D.C. and we saw Sasha Velour. <laughs> And she performed at um, this really small venue up there. It was actually a synagogue, and it was put on by the Washington Performing Arts, um, who do a lot of really cool shows throughout Washington, D.C. And um, it was actually, this was actually a book tour that she was doing. And so um, we bought her book when we got there, and then it came autographed, but if you wanted to get it personalized and you wanted to meet her, you could wait till after the show. So we waited for maybe, like, 30, 40 minutes to meet her. It wasn't very long. Um, And so we got it... um, uh, personalized the book personalized and we got to talk to her for like a couple seconds and yeah. it was really really wonderful so um she was promoting her book and the show <laughs> i'm not gonna talk too much in detail about like everything in the show but basically people who were like setting up the show were like bringing out like the table with with water cups on it and her book to put on there and some chairs and stuff and so we're all like waiting for the performance to start and they were showing a couple like videos that she had made to kind of promote the book and all of a sudden this the person comes back out and removes this cloth off of the chair and she is the chair and her little face is like peeking out through a hole and she starts singing and like the chair starts moving and she's like doing a freaking performance as a chair and i'm just like it it was like the most unhinged shit that like i would never come up with myself it's like that's the kind of shit i want to go see at a drag show it's like this wacky creative fun and then she starts moving around in the chair it's like shimmying back and forth. yeah she's like shimmying back and forth and then she stands up and the cushions like on her body and the cushions are on her hands and her feet and she's dancing and then she goes back into the chair and then she comes back out and she takes the pieces off and she's wearing this dress and then she takes the tassels off the chair and puts them on her ears as earrings. And then she takes the thing off the back of the chair and she it's puts it on and it's hat. her hat. And I'm just like, this <laughs> is amazing. Like who the hell comes up with this shit? Exactly. And the reason why she is such a good queen is because her performances and the way that her drag is, it's quirky, it's avant-garde and it's funny, but it's also like artsy. Like this was like an art performance. And then some of the other performances she did throughout the show, the one was like literally a performance art piece. Like she was standing and wearing this beautiful headpiece in this dress and she was sort of supposed to be like a recreation of this like statue that had been like found. It's like in ruins, so like you can't see the whole statue, but like she became the statue and the song that she was lip syncing to was a very like emotional song. Um, but then she also does like funny things like the chair and things like that. And so that's why I really like her because she is not just a really good queen, but she's very artsy and creative. And it was like watching a performance art. Like I think people who don't really even care about drag, I think they would have enjoyed that show. Like I think if my mom had went to that, she would have been like, this is amazing. Like, and I think she would have even enjoyed it. Um, not that she dislikes drag. It's just not really like her cup of tea. Um, and then... So she also, like, went back and forth between performing and also reading excerpts from her book. Mm -hmm. We learned a little bit about, like, her backstory and how she, you know, got into drag and things like that. And then she also brought up, I guess, every, um, 
every performance like she would um bring like a local queen or a queen that was born in the area and so the queen she brought was junior mint um and junior mint it was actually from washington dc originally and she did this beautiful performance um and then sasha said you know i'm up here performing on this stage and i want to give some of my space to another artist for them to perform which i thought was like really so cool yeah because like this is her show her book tour but she's giving up some of that time to another queen to have some time to shine um and then they talked for a little bit and they did a performance together as well but it was a really wonderful show just phenomenal um and it was a pretty small venue so we were like pretty close to the stage yeah um and then we got to meet her afterwards and she was very kind and even though we just got talked to her for a couple seconds you know how like autographing goes but she was very cool and um she complimented your earrings yes mal wears these cool like spike earrings and she liked them but yeah we had such a wonderful time so um yeah, we, we're so excited for the drink show and for the Christmas show. Yeah, there's lots of tours going on for drag queens. Not just queens that are on RuPaul's Drag Race, but queens in general. There's always local drag shows for Pride. We went to a local brewery because they were yeah. doing a little drag show. And so it was just cool. a couple queens. Yeah, to be local queens. Um, it was nothing fancy, but it was like really cool. There were just a couple of them. They came out and did a couple songs and stuff. Yeah. Um, and it was really awesome. And um Getting into tipping their local queens, um, we just want to mention, and I think we would be remiss if we didn't mention the drag bands that are going on right now. Yeah, just, oh my gosh, it's going to be a whole other can of worms, but in a nutshell, you know, we all kind of have an idea where politics have been leading these days, and several states have passed what they call drag bans, which is, they basically ban people, try to ban, I, I should say, how are they really enforcing this? Of wearing quote-unquote gender non-conforming clothing so again they're at such a broad umbrella term so they you know the colloquial term is drag ban but really what they're targeting is transgender and gender non-conforming people yeah. but again it's you know, it's such a broad term they could go over you know women wearing pants you know cosplayers cosplayers yeah some conventions have actually you know they've the ones i've seen so far have reversed the roles but they initially actually banned you know, crossplay people cosplaying as you know a character that's so the like, opposite of their gender. You couldn't cosplay as Princess Leia because that's yeah. a women's outfit, and it's, it's drag. it mm. is really at the root targeting gender nonconforming people or tra- trans people or non-binary people or whatever, and it's disguised as no drag. But where does that line end? You know, there are musicals and plays where. Men dress up as women and, and, you know... I mean, there's some religious attire that, you know, could be counted as a skirt. Yeah, or a dress or something. So uh, it's just such a shame that a lot of these states are passing things like this. And there are so many politicians who are in favor of things like this. And luckily, a lot of these bills that have passed have been reversed or blocked mm -hmm. um, by either state judges or federal judges or whatever um so a lot of these have already gone away but there were some places where pride was canceled like some local you know counties or whatever their pride had to be canceled because people were afraid of backlash and even at the pride that we went to there were rumors i guess you saw online that people might you know target it but we were lucky enough that nothing happened at any of the prides that we went to um i think dc is pretty liberal um there's always 
non-liberals are people who are not friendly to community. You don't have to be a liberal to be friendly with the community. Um, but there are always people who are not friendly to the community um, out there. Um, like, I've been to many DC Prides. Um, and there's always people out there, you know, preaching the Bible or doing whatever. Um, but there luckily was no no attacks yeah, or anything in, that we went that to we saw. yeah no. um so we wanted to mention that and just if you are not aware of the drag bans just do a little bit of research on it look up your local you know legislation and um you know if you're able to um go to some drag shows for your local queens um and also a lot of these bans are put in place also to quote not let the drag queens target children which again that's a quote um so a lot of these places are drag queens can't perform in front of minors because they're grooming children and things like that so when we went to the local drag show um there was a family with a young girl there and the queens made a point to go up to them during the performance and say thank you so much for bringing your kids here there are even some people who brought like their babies which obviously babies can't baby's not gonna know babies don't know that they're at a drag (laughs) show but like the little girl like she was just happy to be there and to see the queens and like they made a point to go over and talk to her and and express you know how grateful they were that people were exposing their children to drag because yes there is some drag that is not appropriate for minors there are some queens there's nothing wrong with there's that. nothing wrong with that there are some queens who have explicit content in their shows just like you would go to a musical or a play or a concert i've been to some concerts where the performers are swearing on stage or singing songs sexual songs or whatever it's like just watch any tv show or yeah, movie there's there are some scenes that are like Whoo, okay. yeah there's always <laughs> stuff in performances that might not be suitable for everyone that's why there's rating systems so it's okay for a drag queen to say hey my show is sexually explicit or i'm gonna swear a lot and it's 18 plus (laughs) yeah that is okay but to make bills that are banning all drag for minors because all of it is inappropriate is not the case like the sasha show a five-year-old could have went to that show and been fine the vast majority yeah. of drag shows you'll find out there, whether it's a show by, yeah. you know, a winning performer like Sasha or the local brewery where there was three queens prancing around yeah. to, you know. Katy Perry. Yeah. Kitchy songs on a really terrible speaker. Oh, but... the speaker was terrible at the show. we went. Not the Sasha show, at the yeah. local show we went to. The but, speaker was bad, but. Yeah, but the vast majority <laughs> of them are perfectly fine. And just go out and check them out. You know, we could yeah. preach all day or you could, you know, read all the things online. But it's like you won't actually know what it's like until you actually get off the couch and go check one out. Yeah. So I would highly recommend going checking out local drag shows, um, or even just watching um, performances online or following queens, um, watching their content, um, anything like that does help. So that's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed learning about RuPaul's Drag Race and Drag Queens, and um, I hope this inspired you to go watch the show and to also check out some of the queens that we mentioned and to do some research um, on the local drag bands. As always, stay safe, stay classy, and we'll chat again with you soon. Goodbye. See ya.